Welcome to Awakened and Aligned. I am your host, Elena Grace. This show is dedicated to empowering women to step into their truth, reclaim their power, and boldly walk their highest path. If you're ready to awaken, align, and actualize the highest version of you, let's begin. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. I'm so excited because today we're doing an in-person interview. (laughs) We're here with Natalie, and I'm so excited. We're actually, we live pretty close to each other, so we're doing in-person. This is the very first in-person interview we've done, so I'm really excited. So, Natalie, say what's up to the listeners. Hello. How is everybody doing? (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm really excited for our chat today. Because we're talking about, I mean, we're probably, I mean, we can talk about the ins and the outs of like entrepreneurship and stuff, but it's going to be largely based on a health topic today. And we're going to be talking all about keto. Mm -hmm. And so Natalie is like, talk about what you do with your business and then we'll kind of jump into everything else. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a woman's health and fitness coach in the keto space, specializing with the ketogenic diet and I realize there might be some individuals who are unaware of what the ketogenic diet is. So um, just to give you a recap, it is a high fat, moderate protein, very, very low carb diet. Um, And I know to some individuals thinking about not consuming any carbohydrates whatsoever can be a little scary at first because it it was for me, but it's actually not bad at all. And And it's not big and scary what lots of people make it out to be. Yeah, so I personally, as Elena, when did when did you start getting into keto? Um, I want to say two years ago. Okay, same. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I got into keto. Um, it was literally about two years ago, whenever I was hit my massive adrenal fatigue point, and my gut health was terrible. I thought it was normal though, <laughs> and blood sugar was awful. Yes. Um, again, thought that was normal. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because, but basically I hit that adrenal fatigue point, saw a holistic practitioner, got super into that. And they were like, yo, your gut health is just horrible. Uh And also your blood sugar is like literally almost like pre-diabetic. Wow. As as, like such a young person. And I'm like the healthiest person you would think of. Right. But obsessive with macros, totally like, um, there's nothing wrong with macros, but the, it was like literally it was controlling my life and especially food was controlling my life because I was so dependent upon it constantly mm-hmm, needing mm-hmm. to eat. And yes. So um, I was eating no fat. Like literally I remember whenever I would track my macros, like some days I, w- I remember telling James, it's so hard to get in my fat because I didn't know how to eat. <laughs> like growing up, like we, we went by the American right. diet stuff. My parents thought fat was the devil, right? Like everybody else. Yeah. And um so I would have like a little bit of peanut butter or something, but feel so bad for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was something bad. And so my perception around everything had to completely flip around, but it was really, really therapeutic and healing my gut, my blood sugar, all of that. So, and I've been eating that way since. I mean, it's kind of, I'm a bit more, 
um, lenient with it, yeah. And especially now recently, I've been adding in like things like sweet potatoes and stuff because I've been learning, oh, well, maybe I've been a bit too strict, mm-hmm. right, sometimes. <clears throat> and so I think that there's always this like wave of, of what is going to work specifically for each person. But I, the reason why I thought it'd be cool to chat is because we can talk about the stuff, how it pertains to entrepreneurs and energy and, and brain stuff and yes. all of that. Because that's something that you talk about largely. But I also, because I know a lot of people listening shit on keto so much because they don't understand what it actually is. And they feel like it's just another fad diet. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. And it's so funny, Elena, because you and I actually have very similar stories (laughs) as to why we both decided to go keto. I was at a point in my life where I was experiencing chronic, chronic fatigue. I would be driving at 3 p.m. in the middle of the day nodding off at my wheel because I was just so burnt out. Adrenals were burnt out. Um, So I too, you know, amongst other conditions, I was going through and experiencing lots of gut issues. I went to go see a functional health doctor and um, I found out I was pre-diabetic and I had leaky gut, which 90% of Americans are walking around with leaky gut. And um, it come from the bodybuilding world where don't eat fat, you know, get your fat, you know, 30 grams a day max and all these carbs, like 400 grams of carbs. And I was very much so into counting macros. And, you know, in, in regard to macros, when you first start keto, I do believe, and I do think that individuals should pay attention to their macros just because they're so used to, um, they, it's, it will help them in regard to making sure they're eating enough fat yeah. because you do have to eat a lot more fat than you're probably used to. But af- once you get into a state of ketosis and your body starts becoming efficient at burning fat, then you don't need to really count macros at, to make sure or see if you're in ketosis. You'll know yeah. just by how you're feeling Feelings. and um, the level that you're performing at. So yeah. that's, that's you know, just wanted to tell you that yeah. we have different uh, very similar stories in that regard yeah so um but yes we were talking about what else what, what are we transitioning well so whenever it comes to keto mm-hmm. a lot of people are like they don't understand so this is like the thing for me I was like how does that work because <laughs> everything that I've been taught certification wise nutrition wise in school and all of our medical system like tells us that fat is so bad <laughs> and that we have to especially as athletes right because we both come from that world right that you have to have carbohydrates in order to be alive basically so that yeah. thought freaked me out I was like I'm gonna be starving all the time how am I gonna be able to perform so let's talk about that a little bit about a, a little <laughs> bit about that because the way that I think about it is like it's two completely different like systems yes and you know it's so funny Elena I totally agree with you and when I first found out that I had to go well that my doctor recommended me going keto I freaked out <laughs> at the thought of not having carbs because like I was an athlete I'm like wait what am I going to fuel my workouts with my post workouts with how am I going to recover and it's actually this is a fun fact I like to share with people that the carbohydrate group that's the only macronutrient group that we actually do not need to consume to sustain life and there has been new research that has came out and it actually shows that so dietary cholesterol has zero correlation to the levels of cholesterol in our body and I think that's something that still even to this day a lot of doctors aren't even aware of unfortunately but that is something that people need to know that they are unaware of so eating whole eggs eating 
healthy steak derived from a quality source is okay to consume on a daily basis. Yeah. And it won't affect your cholesterol levels. In fact, it will help lower them because I had very high cholesterol levels. I had very high LDL levels. And when I did switch to keto, those levels significantly like got back yeah. in alignment with what they're supposed to be for a healthy 20 year old, yeah. you know, something year old woman. Yeah. So, um, but yes, in regard to the energy sources. Yeah. So I think this is super cool. There are two different energy sources our body can run off of. One of them being glucose. Yeah. And then the other one being ketones. Um, the issue comes down to actually tapping into running off of ketones because um, we have to completely take away glucose, which comes from carbs that we consume, in order for our body to tap into the ketone fuel source for energy. But once we can start running off of ketones, which happens when we eliminate carbs from our diet, I mean, the level of focus and just clarity and energy and just the, the natural energy is just, uh, uh, what are the, what's the word I'm trying to say? It's just, you get, it's untapped amounts, unlimited amounts mm. of energy that you can, you can have. Mm. And the level that you can perform at is just so amazing. You don't experience the midday crashes and um, it's just, you just feel like a new person. Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you can relate to that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about the difference that we can feel whenever we're, cause I know for me, I didn't realize how like bad I did feel until I felt better. <laughs> right. And a lot of people don't understand. Uh, yeah. It. They don't get it. Even especially with their gut. Mm. Like they think that the, all of the digestive stuff is just normal to have all the time. We can talk about that. We can talk about like, but I think specifically both of us have realized like the brain stuff and the, the clearness, the clarity, the energy wise before we dive into that. Cause I think we could both give our like own experience of that. But, um, and I, I think just by describing how shitty we did feel, it might bring light to fact of how some people do feel right now just by hearing it. Right. Um, but can we talk first? Like, I want to go back to something you said because you were, ta- were talking about the different, like, energy sources and stuff. Mm-hmm. Why, why do people think that ketones or ketosis is bad or they just they don't understand what it is um you know i think some people get it mixed up with the word ketoacidosis and that actually has nothing to do with the ketogenic diet ketoacidosis occurs with individuals who are type 1 and that's when their blood ketone levels get up to like 14 millimoles and that has nothing to do with their diet and i actually have clients that are type 1 <gasps> diabetic that oh are gosh, keto really? and their doctors love it Mm-hmm. Oh my and gosh. They support them drinking the ketones um, and just keto products. So, yeah. Really? Okay. So, this is so interesting because I've heard a few people talk about it, like with some different like things I've listened to. So, do those people, they still have to take insulin, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just helps stabilize things. The keto diet? Yeah. Um, yes. And, okay. you know, I'm not an expert in, right. the, in the type 1 diabetic area, but. Yes, I mean, I have, she's an active client right now, Miss Lauren, and um, yes, she has an insulin pump actually connected to her. Okay. So every once in a while, she does have to, you know, consume some glucose, but that's okay. I mean, if your body's already running in ketosis, having like half an apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you, you, so the thing is, you can consume carbohydrates and still be in ketosis mm. too. Something that individuals may not be aware of. You just have to make sure that 
what you're consuming doesn't spike your insulin levels um, very high. But, right. Um, you know, and I think, Elena, something that we didn't really touch on is the power of the ketogenic diet, not even in regard to how you're performing as a high-level individual, but the benefits of it and yeah. what it's truly – one of the many – reasons why a lot of people like to do it is because it's a rapid fat loss diet and I think that's where sometimes it also gets a bad rep Rap, because yeah, mm-hmm. people say oh you're just going keto as a quick fix right the thing is so what if you want to go keto to lose body fat there's nothing wrong with doing it and that approach it's a very easy to decrease your body fat percentage in regard to going keto and and once you get to your goal Regardless if you want to choose to continue to live a ketogenic lifestyle or not, I promise you most individuals, once they've gotten to a goal, they start implementing and living more of a low-carb lifestyle. Mm. And their outlook in regard to what foods they do choose to put in their body completely shifts and changes. That's what happened to me. That happens with lots of my clients. And it it just really detoxes our bodies of all this sugar. Mm. And we're living in a society where it's a sugar craze and there's sugar everywhere, processed foods, and it's all coming from carbohydrates. So it really gives individuals a chance to like detox their body too. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that because with, and this kind of goes into like how both of us kind of felt, I mean, you know, me specifically, but I, I think, I, I mean, I first want to say that a lot of you guys listening and a lot of like people in the bodybuilding industry specifically are like, they shit on keto constantly because they don't understand that this whole roller coaster that we're on with needing to eat food every two mm. hours <laughs> is not normal. Yeah. Nor is it beneficial to your digestive system or your hormones, your cortisol. I mean, it's like creating a mess that we don't realize is is causing so many issues. I mean, not even to like go into like the whole processing of all of the shit that you're eating and how that how horrible that can be like all the processed stuff because I think a lot of people they don't even understand I think me personally you might you I don't know if you are like this too but I feel like whenever I decided to go um towards like a higher fat diet Mm -hmm. it made me eat all whole foods like very focus on quality foods whole foods versus just a bunch of like low fat processed crappy stuff right it's <laughs> just like chemicals 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 in your body i don't even remember the original question i was why answer. does keto get a bad rep well okay the, the can you talk can you explain how the difference between your body burning on glucose versus burning on fat and yeah. then being able to still process glucose Yes, I absolutely can. And I wanted to just say one thing, Elena. Sorry. Another reason why the uh, the ketogenic diet I think sometimes gets a bad rep is because people say, "Oh, you'll lose all this weight and you gain it back." Right back, yeah. But guess what? I know firsthand plenty of women who've lost a lot of weight and gained it right back off of a diet where they're running off of carbs. Totally. And if an individual is going to lose all this weight and gain it all back, it has nothing to do with the diet, but more so with the individual and yeah. their mindset. Mm-hmm. And there is a difference between clean keto and dirty mm. keto. And yeah. I support clean keto. Clean keto changed my life. And dirty keto is basically a whole bunch of dairy, yeah. a whole bunch of cheese, like um, eating quality meat that is not quality sourced, yeah. like more industrial raised meat, eating packaged 
goods that say keto, keto. but it's all like you chemicals. Know, yeah. yeah. So so yeah, we're talking about the clean keto. I think that's another reason why keto gets a bad name. Yeah. Because they associate it with dirty keto, and there's right. a difference. So yeah. Um, but yes, let's talk about the fuel sources. And so, um, that's a great question, Elena. So once we so with. With carbohydrates, if we are running off of carbs and glucose for fuel, we are having to basically eat every two or three hours because it's. I always say it's like, okay, imagine Tony the Tiger. You eat a bowl of Frosted Flakes cereal. You feel amazing. You feel great. And then all of a sudden, like an hour or two later, three hours later, you crash again and then you need to eat again. And that's because glucose, it's only being, it's in our, it's in our body for like an hour max. And mm-hmm. whatever we don't use for energy, it gets squished stored into our body as you know fat Mm -hmm. and um whereas let's see i think the the numbers are elena only five percent of our energy source is in our body as glucose Mm. five to ten percent whereas 90 percent of our energy source is stored in our body as um as as fat and Mm -hmm. you know can come from ketones but so that's why like once you can tap into running off of ketones for fuel you don't have those crashes because it's just a steady eddy consistent source of energy that your body can use because when you're not consuming fat and you know when the, and that fat's not being used as energy from food that we eat because our food is our energy source. It will start producing ketones from your own body's fat, mm. so you, you don't ever experience that that crash that carb people who are running off of carbohydrates do. So yeah, but with with the what am I trying to say? Because I'm seeing like this diagram playing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? Because I don't know how to. Do, I don't know how to properly um, explain this. Someone that is not like totally shut off. I don't know if that mm-hmm. would be the right description. Shut off from their body using ketones. Uh-huh. Like for me, for example, the way that I had always eaten, there was like no way that like my body even knew how to like. It, like obviously, your body knows how to function, but yes, it almost like. Can you talk about maybe that that concept of like sure. how your body can transition into it? Yeah, absolutely. So I think in the beginning, we're all so pretty much our whole lives we're we're used to running off of carbs and glucose for energy. Um, And that transition period where you eliminate the carbohydrates from your diet and and you go through this weird phase of trying to become a fat burner versus a carb burner, um, that can be hard for some individuals and that can take up to a week to fully transition. Mm -hmm. But Elena, the thing is once you get into ketosis, and your body starts efficiently running off of fat and you, you know, start to become more insulin sensitive again versus Mm. insulin resistant, you start developing more metabolic flexibility. Mm. And so if you want to have carbohydrates, that's okay. You can have, like I mentioned earlier, carbohydrates still be in ketosis, or if you get knocked out of ketosis, you can easily transition right back in. in. And that's kind of what we, I refer to as metabolic flexibility, but that does not occur um, in the very beginning of your keto journey, yeah. it can be hard, and you know there is a transition period, and that's why there are supplements that you can take to help with that transition time being quicker. But yeah. does that is that yeah what you were asking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that I I I think for a lot of us that are so conscious about macros and oh I need to eat every so and so hours, or else my body's just gonna go into just oh like- my goodness, <laughs> yes. And you know you said something so great. 
I mean, I first of all, I intermittent fast mm-hmm. now, so eating in like eight hour windows, and it's so amazing because I don't have to constantly think about, oh my gosh, what am I eating? Right. I gotta eat. I gotta eat. I gotta eat. Literally, my entire life, I was thinking. I have oh, to eat. I have to eat. Yeah. I have to eat. And if I don't eat, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose all my gains. Right. Oh my gosh, no. Right. It's totally not like that anymore. And you can intermittent fast with keto. And it's actually better to eat, like spread your meals out. Like if you can wait three to four hours before eating yeah. again, that's the most ideal. And that's going to set your body up the best for like physical appearance. Like, because who doesn't want to have decreased body fat percentage mm-hmm. and just more energy and not have to constantly worry about what you're right. eating. And as high, high level performers, we don't want to have to be worrying about what we're eating all the time Constantly. in our body. Eating, oh my gosh, like feeling that you have to eat. Like right. That's, that's not productive. Right, right. And it's like, so that kind of goes into like that point of like how we feel, like the differencing. I know for me, it, a lot of people think of keto as restrictive. I mm. think that's a lot of a huge fear. Yeah. For me, that was a huge fear because I mean, literally, I remember, James and I were joking about this the other day, um, I was like, do you remember, because we were having a sweet potato, and I was like, do you remember, after every single workout, I would come home from the gym, have my protein shake, okay, I, I know this, this, I'm like embarrassed to say this, 300 grams of potato, oh my goodness. <laughs> after my workouts, and I was quote unquote bulking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and literally, like, so letting go of, like, the bread and, of, I mean, I shouldn't have been, like, I'm, my body's so sensitive to gluten, but I didn't even know it. Right. But it was just, like. And gluten's a very dirty protein. Yeah. Anyways. So it was just, like, I was terrified. But what I realized whenever I did transition <clears throat> was it almost felt like this freedom. Mm-hmm. Because, first off, I didn't realize that I was a slave to food, like, how massively obsessive but also I was always it was like this scarcity thing like I always needed to have snacks with me everywhere or else I was gonna die and and I had to eat like literally I remember my family was so annoyed with me because I was like I have to make sure that there has to be food there and I have to have these sort of things there and now it's like this freedom because I'm the same way like literally I went ahead and had breakfast this morning because I was hungry and I can follow my body's hunger cues now versus before it was like always based on a schedule and like yeah. my blood sugar dropping and feeling hangry. Yes. That's not a normal, no. that shouldn't be normal. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I would, I mean, like you're taught, <laughs> I'm like looking at my, listening to my same story. Yeah. And you know, another thing with me is another reason why I was always so obsessed with wanting to use, I didn't want to lose my muscle yeah. gains. And the cool thing is about the ketogenic diet is that ketones create an environment for not just protein synthesis, which is an environment for your muscles to grow, but they're also anti-catabolic. So even if you're on a very calorie restricted diet, if your body is in ketosis, you're still not losing muscle. Whereas if you weren't in ketosis and you're on that same calorie restricted diet, you will actually be sacrificing and losing muscle. Mm. So, I mean, it's a really powerful diet right. in, in regard to that aspect too, which is really cool. Yeah. I actually found that I train less than I used to and hold on to my muscle beautifully and gain muscle easier. I mean, I will say the transitionary period was hard because my body just, well, and first off, I had such horrible gut issues that my body at first, whenever I started eating a lot of fat, was like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. It was like not, so I had to supplement and figure out where the gut health was going wrong and how I could support fat digestion more. That's a whole other topic. Yes. But, um, 
Because if you if you're sitting there and, and having all these gut issues and then you try to just massively switch your diet, have you had clients that that's an issue for you yourself? Like, um, you know, I you know I, no no. I mean, I I do have clients. They actually more so experience keto constipation. Mm. So just being because yeah. you're you're taking all the fiber out. Mm-hmm. But if anything, I mean, I. A lot of clients that I come like that I work with, they do have gut issues, which I think a lot of people do in general, and um, they have noticed that their gut health has improved, so yeah. they're not experiencing as much gas. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was. I thought I literally, you know, sorry to be TMI, but I think this is important to spread the knowledge on. Like I, I had so, yeah. gas to the point where I would clear rooms all the time, mm. and it was not until I really went keto and really got my act together in regard to healing my gut. Um, that I stopped experiencing those problems. I stopped experiencing pain in my gut. Um, and, and, you know, there was other supplements that I did take in to support that journey, but it's really just getting really clean quality yeah, food sources in your body totally. and organic pasture raised meats and things like that. Yeah. I think that's important for, yeah. I mean, a lot of, I don't, I don't think a lot of people are aware that these like issues we think that they're just normal and right. they're not yeah they're not it's, i mean gut and the blood sugar stuff and stuff like that can you talk about your experience of the blood sugar stuff that you were experiencing because you probably didn't realize no. that that was an issue i had no clue yeah so i was pre-diabetic and i, I didn't i didn't know why but i and i was so i was becoming insulin resistant Mm-hmm. And that's just basically when you, you know your cells like they're they're not taking in any any glucose and um, I had no clue until I went to the doctor and they told me that and it makes sense and that's when I would experience those really bad crashes and my you know feeling my blood sugar just getting hangry as you yeah. would say but I just I just thought that was me that was yeah. that happened for me for so long I didn't know any different yeah. and you know so many people are walking around at at a 60% thinking that's their 100 or 90 but in reality yeah. it's their 60% and so um just really cleaning up my whole lifestyle and and Elena you know it's not just the diet and you got to talk about like the sleep hygiene mm-hmm. that goes into it like your mindset um how your thoughts like you know you've said on podcasts your your thoughts really do affect your your feelings and your feelings create hormones and if you're thinking negative things it's releasing cortisol which mm-hmm. is not going to help heal your body right um so and that has you know it's it's the whole it's it's the whole thing it's yeah. not just diet totally 100 percent yeah yeah. Can you talk about the um, your experience with how you felt mentally beforehand and now? Oh my goodness. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy to think um I was a I was a nutcase, I feel like. <laughs> like literally, so I'm an emotional woman by nature. I'm a, I'm a cancer, so I'm an emotional being. Um very sensitive, uh, very like in tune to other individuals' feelings, but like my emotions were on another level. Um, you know, I would experience myself a lot of times in the evening time just finding myself crying and just not being me. And I didn't know why or what was like what what was related to it. But you, we have more hormones released in our gut than we do even in our brain. And so I think that's something else to to really think about. And so I mean, I just in regard to my emotional intelligence at that time where I was 
you know, experiencing all these horrible symptoms. And on the outside, I looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you would never tell that I had all these right. issues going on. But on the inside, I was literally falling apart and dying. And so uh, just very emotional, very moody. Mm. I found myself so moody. And um, as I transitioned into this new way of living and this new lifestyle and new diet, when I did, you know, because I'm not, I'm not perfect, I am mm-hmm. human. When I did find myself reverting back to maybe going out of town and having yeah. pizza on vacation, which is something I don't do anymore anymore because but it's a, it was a process I right. went through to learn I would find myself once again kind of becoming snappy and not me mm. um and that's just not a, a side of me that I was proud of and that would come out and it's and the only thing I could literally relate it to was my diet and, and our food affects the hormones that are released affects our gut health our gut health affects our hormones and talks our brain talks to our gut our gut talks to our brain and so yeah. it's all interconnected totally I love that and so now like I think I think for me too, I think sometimes we need, we are woken up in like one area and oftentimes for like us, it's like health related stuff, right? But that awakens you to all these other pieces, like you said, like the mindset piece and what you're telling yourself, like your thoughts and how it's all like inter- interconnected. It's kind of like once you start paying attention and like quote unquote being woke in one <laughs> area, it's like it awakens you to those other pieces. So yes, so, so much. And you know, when you start t- taking proactive health or <laughs> proactive health, <laughs> when you start like taking action and really start focusing on your health and just becoming a better person health wise or even fitness wise, it does start you know, having different effects on different areas of your life mm-hmm. and especially where you notice such a night and day difference in regard to just changing this one part of your life. And yeah, it just, it brings yeah. awareness to other things. Totally. Yeah. A hundred percent. So can you tell us what your, I know that you're like people just, those of you guys that are listening, most of you guys are like, you understand that you can't just copy someone else's like macros for the day. You know, like it's like, it's not going like everybody's so unique. Um, and you, you mentioned like counting macros can be great. I think it can be useful. I mean, even whenever Natalie and I started talking on Instagram, I was like, yo, do you count your macros? Cause like, I'm thinking about uh, doing it again to check in and see where I'm at. And I was very surprised. Um, I wasn't eating enough. Um, and once I started eating more, my body started responding really, really well. So that's another misconception that like, well, and I think a lot of people, the reason why keto quote unquote doesn't work for them is because they aren't eating enough fat. They, they aren't right. So it Mm takes, it's a a substantial, you need to be eating a lot, right? Well, yeah. You know, so that you, you make a really great point where a lot of clients come to me, they've been, they think they've been practicing keto. But in reality, they haven't been, and it's super because, like low calorie. Well, yeah, or their macros are just yeah, they're all like they're not eating enough fat. They're maybe eating too many carbs, or yeah. the quality of food that yeah. they're eating again just doesn't match up. Or they're not eating enough vegetables, and you know, 300 calories coming from broccoli is going to have a different effect on your body than 300 calories coming from you know non vegetable source. Right. But so this is the thing, Elena. Um, most clients that start coming to me, they're not eating enough. Mm. 
And when it's okay, so some, but so at the same time though, what I normally do is I increase their calories probably by, I don't know, 400, 500. But then once their body is used to eating at the certain amount of calorie, they're fat adapted, we start going back down. Right. Um, And when you eat at a low amount of calorie number for so long, your metabolism very well can start to slow down. Um, And so if you're not in ketosis, and you're eating at a low number of calories, that's where you cannot see results. Yeah. But is it because, like, is it because your body isn't tapped into utilizing ketones yet? I, I truly believe that is one of the reasons. Okay. Yes. And, um, we just gotta you gotta get start giving when you deprive your body of calories for long enough it starts you know thinking it's coming in a scarcity place yeah um and you know the thing is though at the same time i have some clients i mean they're eating it's so crazy because you don't need to eat as many calories on keto as you do on a normal diet right. and like meal prepping time is like nothing right um but anywhere between a thousand to twelve hundred calories typically is what a lot of women end up consuming and that's not where they start i start them off at sometimes yeah. like 1600 1500 1700 but they come from like eating what seven or eight hundred and um, yeah it's almost like would you say i mean in my head it's kind of like cleaning things up and like restoring the flower garden is yes. how i'm seeing it so that it can actually flourish and yeah. then be sustainable on its own yes yes putting a whole bunch of nutrients in there, vitamins and nutrients that you get from food sources that they've probably not been having. A lot of the times they're not eating clean in right. general. Like when I when my clients come with me, like we're pretty much detoxing. Right. Um, I don't know alcohol the first yeah. two weeks. And, you know, women, they get in this routine of having their glass of wine every night, which there's nothing wrong with. But at the same time, that's sugar, and right. that can prevent you from being in ketosis. There's some wine that you can drink and still maintain in ketosis. Or there, it's okay to have wine and get knocked out if in the, right. next, the next morning you go do, you know, 45 minutes, hour of training, and mm-hmm. you can get easily back in. Right. So right. that's where the metabolic flexibility starts to come in. Yeah, I think that metabolic flexibility, I never knew what to, like, call it <laughs> whenever I tried to explain it to people. <laughs> but that's just it. It's like... For me personally, because like right now I'm like doing a lot of like hormonal healing. Mm-hmm. And so right now I actually need to bring in a, a little bit more carbs in terms of like sweet potato and stuff like that because I was getting a bit too strict. Yeah. And my hormones needed that right yes. now. Can you want to talk about that? Yeah. And so this is the thing like we need carbohydrates. Yeah. I am like, I just want to say right now carbs are not bad. We need carbs for certain hormone responses in our body. So when it's women's, their time of the month, when they're about to menstruate, I actually do give them a a high carb day. Uh, They say about 300 grams of carbs prior to menstruating, but I do typically about 200. Mm. Yeah. And I have them do, you know, once a month, at least a carb day. And then once they've gotten to their goal, or if we're still steadily seeing a decrease in their body fat percentage every single week, I will be giving them a carb meal every single week. So, Elena, I actually do consume carbs pretty much daily right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I I live more of a low-carb ketogenic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. There's some days where I, do, I go carbless, mm-hmm. but... You know, I intermittent fast every day. I drink a supplement, their pure therapeutic ketones, which put me into a very deep state of ketosis. And I typically will have carbohydrates circled right after my workout. Mm. So I typically like to train fasted at the end of my fast is when I train. And that's also when you're the most insulin sensitive. Mm. I'll have carbohydrates post-workout 
yes, I might get knocked out of ketosis for two hours, but I easily will transition right. back in. And then if I want to have, if I'm feeling carbohydrates, sweet potato. Mm-hmm. Um, typically I'll have some sweet potato, like four ounces or something later on in the, the mm-hmm. evening time. Or if I want to have a banana, I do, but it's, it's just totally a different lifestyle now. And totally. I still like do the intermittent fasting and I, you know, I, I live this low carb now ketogenic lifestyle and I would have, n- I would never have been able to get to this point right now if I would not have transitioned and changed my life through the keto diet and just been aware i mean so i'm still consuming like under under 50 carbs a day yeah yeah so which you still that's probably that's typically about what most individuals can handle but when you first start keto you can't handle that many carbs yeah um your your body's just you get kicked out right away right yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm i'm very much the same way it's like if i get kicked out it's it's not something that i'm worried about or obsessive about i used to be because it was another thing that I could obsess about. And that's whenever you have to kind of work on the mindset side of things. Yeah. And you know, this, the type of carbs that you consume. So like if you're gonna have a simple carb, that's gonna really spike your blood sugar, then you're gonna have the crash. But if you eat sweet potatoes, which I have all of my clients on carb days eat sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. They're so healthy, organic. <laughs> and um, I mean, sweet potato is so good for you. And yes. Yeah, and so it's not necessarily about the way that I always described it whenever I I tried to describe it to people whenever I was transitioning was that you're not necessarily, the way that helped me mentally was that you're not taking away all these foods. You're adding in these other, this like other way of eating. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, if you want, to, if you really feel like your body wants, you know, an apple after your workout or the sweet potato or whatever, you can by all means have it. Your body's capable though of stabilizing. Yeah. It's capable of switching that flexibility that you talked about. Yeah. 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 I think you're so right. And I know you've been trying to bring this up. I I definitely would not approach it as like coming from a scarcity lack mindset. Um, It's you get to just think about all the things you do get to have. Like you get to have yummy bacon. You get to put as much tasty, yummy butter on the food that you want and on that steak dinner on your vegetables. And it's really a yummy, fun diet, and mm-hmm. and you get all the, the the health benefits associated. It's an anti-inflammatory diet. We are right. all inflamed. Like inflammation is just part of being, and and it helps decrease your inflammation. And like I said, it make it allows you to become more insulin sensitive. Which, Elena, I'm not sure you know if people know this or are aware of this, but we don't really worry about loss of memory, Alzheimer's and dementia and things like that right now, but it's something that's very real and a very common uh, disease that a lot of people start seeing seeing the symptoms when they're in their 60s, but the onset of it starts when you're in your 30s. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because your neuron cells are so insulin resistant that it cannot take in any glucose to fuel them and they die. And once your neuron cells are dead, they're dead. Whereas when you start, even if a cell is insulin resistant, it can still, since the ketones are so much more smaller, go into a cell and keep it alive for energy. So once again, you guys, there's, there is ketones for energy and glucose. And um, when our cells become insulin resistant, they can't take in glucose and they can die. And um, But they can still take in ketones and our neurons prefer ketones as a fuel source over glucose. Mm. So our body can actually use both fuel sources at the same time. They can use ketones and glucose. And you might ask, well, how is that possible? So I, um, if you 
you can still eat carbohydrates and you can supplement. There's key, there's exogenous ketones that you can drink and your body can actually use both fuel sources yeah. at the same time. That's a topic for probably another something, a whole another topic that we could go into, but we won't touch on today. Um, and at the same time though, Elena, glial cells, they prefer glucose for energy. So it's just good to, it is good to have carbs and it is good to have ketones and just to switch back and forth between right. the energy sources. Right, right. Yeah, a hundred percent. And the way that um, I studied with the NTP, the NTA, and the way that they described it was that it, rather than our, we're so used to being fueled by, if you think about a fire, mm-hmm. like just, you know, this like, if you're always running on carbohydrates, it's just like throwing like little tiny sticks in there. It's always being rapidly burnt yes. up. You have no energy. Think about the way that we feel, mm-hmm. right? It's the exact same way with the crashing and the, you know, it's kind of, yeah. And then with the yeah, fat so- burning would be the log. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, so like the glucose would be like the little sticks, the right. uh, little sticks, the you, kindling, the kindling, yeah. literally. And then the, the if you and they burn out really quickly. Whereas literally, if you can have your ketones, it's literally like the logs. They just slow and steady burn and burn for hours, and that's literally what it is. With totally, and your body's running off of ketones. Yeah. yeah, like right now, I'm like, oh, I remember I said this earlier. I don't even remember what I was going into. Like, I went ahead and had breakfast because I listened to my body. My <laughs> body was hungry; it wanted to eat, so I said, okay, we're gonna have breakfast. And that's kind of the way that I go about my meals now. It's just like whenever my body tells me, yeah. it's so freeing. Yeah. But I probably will not. I mean, I had a, a big meal. I probably literally will not eat until like five or six tonight. Yeah. And that's normal. Uh-huh. And your body should be able to sustain that. It doesn't mean that you have to. And it needs to be like this strict, oh, I can only every eight hours. Like it's just, uh-huh. it's nice though. It's freeing because you can travel, you can do all these things and you're not. So, yeah. but I also had ketones this morning. So yeah. <laughs> I know that, um, but my body just naturally is in that state, but the ketones. So Natalie introduced me to these magical things. But like literally, so um, we try, so explain what they are. So yes, Elena's talking about, and I've referred to them a few times on here, they're pure therapeutic ketones. So they're exogenous ketones. Exogenous means from outside of your body. And you put this powder into a 20 ounce water bottle and you shake it up and you drink it. And if you're not already in ketosis, it will actually put you into a state of ketosis within 60 minutes of drinking it. Or if you are in ketosis, it's just like, your cup of coffee times three, but you don't have the crash. And it's just amazing. It puts you into a deeper state of ketosis and you get more of the amazing benefits of the ketogenic diet, such as the focus and just, yeah, the the focus and energy level, so. Yeah, so whenever I tried it, I literally, I messaged Natalie, I was like, literally, I feel high. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so good. I felt like energized, but it was, the way that she described it was clean. It felt like a clean, natural energy versus like this thing that I felt like jittery. Mm-hmm. So it felt really good and it lasted so long yes. too. Yes. And my brain felt clear. Yes. Too. I had a client ask me, she's like, is it okay if I'm addicted to these? And I'm like, because they make you feel that good. Yeah. And she's like, I, she has, you know, she has ADD. She got all her checklist things done off her list and yeah they're amazing yeah 
So, so you have, um, and so, and that's what I was saying, Elena. So now I, if I do eat carbs, like I, I drink my ketones every single morning. So if I'm not in ketosis, I get back in it easily and it supports my intermittent fasting. It helps curve your hunger. Yeah, it does. I noticed that for oh, yeah. sure. So it, it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I can go longer intermittent fasting. Yeah. 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 So I have been really enjoying those as a supplement, um, and I'll put, I mean, do you have like a link or anything for them? Well, actually, since, so you have your own link. Oh, so okay. you should share your link if oh, anybody okay. wants them. <laughs> <laughs> you have a refer code. So oh, maybe okay. yeah, yeah, you yeah. can go back and yeah. share with everybody if you guys want some. Um, and Elena, yeah, you just, and whenever you become a customer, they give you your own link to just yeah. share with people. Because right. Because it's the power of community and just talking about it. And the, the yeah. product it's amazing. It, sh- it, it sells itself. So. It speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you start taking it, it's like you just feel so good that you just want to keep taking it. Like that's how James and I are. We started both taking them and we, we love it. And it's – for me, I've been addicted to like caffeine for so long and coffee. And then I realized that – how differently it felt Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so now I'm like ketones are my thing and I love them so much and yeah yeah. and you know caffeine it's not bad all the time Mm -hmm. it does allow you to really get focused in with thinking and but it is good sometimes to give your body a break so yeah for sure caffeinated and non-caffeinated oh yeah they do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and they have like I've seen on your stories like bone broth ones too yeah so they have bone broth with the exogenous ketones yeah. in it which is really cool yeah that is cool uh mitoplex which is a upgraded electrolyte formula which is everybody if you're practicing low carb or keto should be supplementing with electrolytes daily so they have lots of cool. great things on the website yeah mct oil awesome cool so we'll put a link in there in the show notes for you guys to to look at um if you're interested before we hop off can you give people an example because i think a lot of people are com- might be confused as to what a keto day like in a lifestyle would look like Mm -hmm. can you kind of describe what that what that might look like for even I mean you but I know that you do intermittent fasting and stuff so and everybody's different uh, obviously but even just speaking from like your clients and stuff like that yeah so you know it's so funny pretty much all of my clients if they have the same breakfast, they eat what I eat. Right. <laughs> Everything that eat is things that I would I once ate or I would eat. Or, of course, I build them a plan based off of what they do eat. But, yeah. yeah. So, for breakfast, if I have breakfast at 8 a.m. or if I have it at 1 p.m., it's typically two eggs, a huge handful of spinach sautéed in coconut oil with sea salt for seasoning. Um, very generous with my sea salt. And then I do either two or three bacon strips or sausages and I do pretty much half an avocado and that's my breakfast and then for another meal throughout the day I'll do a power salad whereas I use olive oil for my dressing because olive oil has it's very healthy fat and it's an easy way to get in fat so on my salad I'll do you know dark chicken because dark chicken is higher in fat Uh, olive oil I'll do raw pumpkin seeds raw sunflower seeds some celery on there sea salt hemp hearts just a really yummy salad with cucumber maybe some goat cheese and then later on I'll have maybe a protein shake with MCT oil in it that's just an easy meal for me and then dinner it can be literally salmon with butter on it and broccoli or you can do salmon and asparagus or um, you can even do steak and butter and broccoli, and that's literally 
a keto a yeah. day in the life of eating keto. It's, it's simple. It's simple. <laughs> it's clean. It's quality. Yes. That's what it is. Not sitting there going through like the Burger King drive through and eating all these crappy stuff. And a lot of people have misconceptions. I mean, if you go on Pinterest and you're trying to look up like keto stuff, a lot of it's going to have so Cheats. much dairy. Yeah. And for me, that was just harsh no-no. Like, yeah. absolutely not. I already knew I was sensitive to it. And then I tried. I was like, oh, well, it's keto. So I need to know. My body responded horribly. I mean. Yeah. And dairy, it's it's inflammatory product. So if I, and I did say goat cheese. Goat mm. cheese does have slightly different enzyme profile. But still, like, that's very, if I'm feeling it, you know, I'll yeah. add some in. But it's not something that is in my daily. Super regular. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, it doesn't sit well with me. You know, we technically, it's very hormonal. So we really shouldn't be consuming dairy anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because my mom, my parents went keto before I did. Oh, wow. And yeah. And so, and that massively helped them. Mm -hmm. My dad's a powerlifter. Like he does powerlifting competitions. Yeah. So so cool. He had actually a hard time transitioning in that aspect because he wasn't eating enough. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. felt a lack of energy. So he had to go through that. And it woke him up to a lot of like thyroid issues and stuff that he didn't realize. Um, And now he feels so good and it my mom it helped her tremendously she stopped being a like sugar addict and yes my dad it's helped him yeah so well I, he drinks the ketones uh-huh. daily he's lost like 10 pounds and he it's clean he he consumes yeah. his, the mct oil the the 143 he loves it with warm water the or the mct oil has like a coconut taste ah. to it and he's cut out carbs like he's mm. so much more health conscious in regard to carbs and sugar he's a he's a sugar addict so was I. I mm-hmm. mean, I, me and sugar, it's, it's, I've been addicted to it my whole life. And, um, it's so crazy to say, but yeah. And I got it from a dad. So yeah. it, it's really helped ch- cut, change his life. He, he didn't mm-hmm. go keto, but he went more like low carb yeah. and the ketones have really helped him just make more smarter choices. Yeah. It, it, it encourages him, especially after losing all this weight. Um, because then you see, it's that whole thing of like you you feel different and you want to continue feeling so good. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And yeah, I don't I don't want to go back to having chronic. I I don't wish chronic fatigue upon anyone. Yeah, Alina, I felt so horrible. Like it just I, it literally it's the worst feeling in the world. And yeah, I love I love how I feel now. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So good. Okay. So as you guys can see, I wanted to bring light to what that is a lifestyle. Um, It's so different than I think what a lot of people think it is and how um, it's really easy to hate on if you're, (laughs) if you don't understand how it actually works and how to implement it in a sustainable, safe, healthy way (laughs) yeah so i hope that this helped you guys to understand and thank you natalie for all of your beautiful information and insight you're welcome yeah and if anybody has any questions feel free to reach out um you can find me on instagram it's nrx fitness and yeah yeah my main my main place is hanging out yeah so um if you i'll put the her link in the show notes you guys can click on there give her a follow she's always like posting her food and all of this information like i really have learned so like honestly so much from you by just watching you on your stories and everything like that and if you guys have any questions or if you guys want to work with her 
reach out to her as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I think that's going to be it for this episode. Awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you again, Natalie. You're welcome. I had so much fun. I could talk about this all day. Yeah. Very passionate about it. Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you guys so much for listening in. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to screenshot, tag us over on the social medias, and we will talk with you next time.